city to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network. Ladies and gentlemen all over the world, it's about that time for the new top-rated mental health podcast. Check on your strong friends with the queen of bouncing back, Lauren Spearman. So grab a snack, sit back and relax because it's about to get real. Hello, everybody. This is Lauren Spearman, and I want to personally welcome you to Check on Your Strong Friends podcast. My podcast is the friend that everyone needs. So the first thing I want to do is I want to check on my friends. Hey, friends, how are you guys doing today? How are you feeling? Are you feeling happy, sad? Are you excited about something new you have coming up? Are you not feeling so good because you've had different things happen in your life and different obstacles hit you? I want to know how you feel right now. Now, I'm not just asking you this rhetorically. I want you to actually respond to me and reach out to me. So if you would DM me at Check On Your Strong Friends on Instagram or Lauren Spearman on Facebook, shoot me a DM, slide in my DM, and let me know how you are doing. The reason is, is because I want to make sure that this is not only a podcast that you listen to, but that you engage with. And as a motivational speaker, I want to make sure that I am communicating with you and uplifting you when you need be, congratulating you when you need an extra cheerleader. I want to personally connect with you and be there for you. This is also a way that you can send me feedback about how you feel the podcast is going, what you like, what you don't like so much, what you want to hear more of. This is your podcast. So talk to me, reach out to me, and let me know how you're doing. So I'm so excited about the wellness check. If you also have questions or need advice, that is something that I will be incorporating in episodes down the line. So feel free to leave me those type of nuggets and questions as well. And they will be uh, shown in future episodes with an anonymous name or with your name, however you would like it to be featured. Again, this is your podcast and this podcast is the friend that everyone needs. So today I wanted to get started with a definition of who is the strong friend, because that is the basis for this podcast, Check on Your Strong Friend. Well, we need to know who the strong friend is. And once I had to sit down and dissect it, I was talking to my podcast coach, Legendary JP, and she actually brought out the interesting point that the strong friend is not always a friend. The strong friend can be a spouse a parent, a sibling, a cousin, a co-worker. I mean, we all know that sometimes we spend more time with our co-workers than our own families. And it can actually be ourselves. So when we define the strong friend, the strength comes in the fact that this is the person that we know is always responsible, reliable, dependable. They carry the burden for us and they do it so well that it's like it doesn't even phase them. They always have everything on point. They they are the person that you can call and you can get something taken care of in seconds flat. Like this is the rock of the family or the rock of the friend group. This is that go-to person. And a lot of times since they are so strong and they're so amazing at what they do, it's hard for us to see them in a position of vulnerability. It's hard for us to even stop to think that we need to check on them at all. 
because they seem like they're always chilling. They're always good. They're always reporting good things happening in their lives. They're financially stable. They're the ones you can count on. If you need a couple of dollars, you can always hit them up. So we get so comfortable with them, right? And in our dependence on them and our love for them that we just think that they're good. I don't need to look out for them. I don't need to check into them. They got it going on. They got it under control. They're handled. But the problem is most times those people are the ones who need checked on the most because they do carry so much and they do have so much on their plate that they are just barely, you know, hanging on by a thread, you know, giving themselves and parts of themselves to different people, different places, different ventures, different companies, and they are spread so thin that by the end of the day, when they go home and they get ready to try to relax and try to unpack it all, they really can't leave their responsibilities because then more things come. You know, more people call up on them and vent to them and drop situations on them. So they are the ones who truly need our support because of the fact that they are so good at handling and juggling it all. Because guess what? At the end of the day, even though someone thinks that they are good at handling everything, everybody needs a moment. Everybody needs that space to decompress, to erase everything, and to focus on themselves and what they need as individuals, right? Because we hear it all the time, you can't pour from an empty vessel. So if you're constantly pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, eventually you're going to be empty unless you have a friend who can check on you and pour back into you and who can come to you and say, hey, what can I take off your plate today? What can you delegate over to me? So that's the definition of the strong friend. That's who that strong friend is. So as you listen to me describe it, I'm pretty sure you are thinking of someone right now in your mind, in your life that fits that description. And like I said earlier, for most of us, you're thinking of yourself. (laughs) You're thinking of times and situations right now where your phone has not stopped ringing with people needing you and calling upon you for different things just for the sake of the fact that you're that one. And that's a great thing. But the one has to always remember to pour into themselves first before they can pour out. So in order to break this down even further, I wanted to give you real relatable examples about being the strong friend. And I wanted to be transparent with you to talk to you about different times in my life where I was the strong friend and needed support and where I was being mindful of a strong friend. So let's start out with when I was the strong friend and needed support. One thing I'm going to tell you right here and now, I hate asking for help. (laughs) I have grown up under the thought process that being a black woman is being strong, being independent, you know, being resilient, being the type of person that you can carry everything and not break. You know what I mean? Like that is the definition of strength that I grew up under until I ran into a couple of awesome ladies who had a movement called Cape Soft that they welcomed me into, Avery Woodley and Nicole Perkins. And when they brought me into Cape Soft, they began to describe that strength is asking for help. Strength is knowing when you need to say no. Strength is taking that Superman cape off and being able to pour into your individual needs. So, That is what I have been enlightened about 
but that wasn't always what my thought process was. So going back to me saying I hate asking for help, what that means is I'm always that perky person. I'm the one to try to pick you up and boost you up and let you know you can do anything because you can. And anything that I can do to sew into that and help you with that, that is my goal. Almost to a fault. Almost to the point where a lot of times I overbook myself. But I still find so much joy in being the strong friend that it, I wouldn't want to be anything else. Point blank, period. Now, with that being said, I went through a time in my life a couple months ago where I absolutely needed support. However, let's just go back to the fact that I hate asking for help. And let's go back to the fact that this particular situation that I was breaking down from is a situation that a lot of my friends saw before I did and tried to warn me about. So that in itself is a reason why I didn't ask for help because in my mind, I was going through this situation. They had already tried to tell me. And so if I asked for help, I would have heard, quote unquote, I told you so, or I would have received judgment. So I held it in. I, I dealt with this situation. I dealt with the feelings from this situation and it literally was breaking me down day by day because I didn't have anybody to vent to. Uh, well, let me not say that. Let me correct that. I had people to vent to, but I chose not to vent to them because of how I perceived that they would respond to me. Now, my village is amazing. My friends are awesome. And so they would never do anything to intentionally hurt me. But you know how sometimes when you're doing something wrong, you just already have it in your mind. Like even when you were little growing up, you just already have it in your mind. Like I'm doing something wrong. I don't want mama to find out. I don't want this person to find out because I don't want them to be upset with me. And so with me, as I started to see different signs in the situation that I was in, that things just weren't right, and they were the same signs that other people from the outside looking in told me about, I was just like, man. So I'm coming upon the realization that what everybody told me is true. I need support more than I've ever needed it before, but I'm scared to ask for it. So as the strong friend, I'm going through the motions day by day, trying to still encourage everybody else, um, whether it be personally, whether it be online, trying to press through and fulfill my obligations. I was still working my nine to five at the time, trying to be a mom to my kids. And each day I was slowly but surely disintegrating on the inside. Once I was able to ask for help, do you know not one of my friends said I told you so? Not one of them. Well, hey, they may have said it in their heads, but they definitely didn't say it to my face. <laughs> but I said all that to say that I could have saved myself so much mental anguish, so much knots in the throat, in the stomach, so much feeling like I was alone because that is what the enemy wanted me to think, right? He wanted me to stay in bondage. He didn't want me to break free. He didn't want me to feel like I needed help. And so I gave into that. And with that being said, I could have had the support from my friends 
but I was being too strong at the time that I didn't receive it until towards the end of that situation. And shout out to my village because they are amazing completely amazing I almost don't want to name names because I am so forgetful and I don't want to be the person that forgets anybody um, but you know even if I can just shout out a couple people that are on my board um, that were also my friends at that time then it would definitely be uh, Deidre, Brittany, Marcy, Paige, Ella, um, Ella's not on my board, but just, you know, she is a constant fixture in my life. And so those people just right off the bat um, were definitely there. Netta, uh, Quita, you know, just to name a few people. Like I said, I don't want to name too many because it's it's a lot. I got a pretty big village. <laughs> I got a pretty big village. But those people were definitely there. And when I say Brittany, I have two Britneys. So I have to specify Brittany G and Brittany P, uh, but both of them. So I, I'm thankful for my village that they were able to help me during that time. Now I'm gonna shift gears and I'm going to talk about me being mindful of my strong friend. This is an example that I'm almost scared to give because it's one of those where I'm letting y'all know I dropped the ball, right? Nobody wants to be the person to tell you that they dropped the ball, but I said this was gonna be real. I said it was gonna be transparent and I was gonna let you in. So that's what I'm gonna do. So I have a strong friend um, who is my tower, right? My rock, my prayer warrior, she covers me and she has been there for me in so many ways. Now, over the past couple of weeks, I have been kind of detoxing myself and rebuilding my strength after that situation I was in that I just told you guys about. So I really haven't been very present in my friendships as I normally am and as I would like to be. It's not that I have anything against my friends whatsoever. They are amazing. But I just have needed this past couple of weeks to completely detox and kind of, you know, talk to God, get back acquainted and uh, connected to him and get myself some much needed rest, right? So I got an inkling um, in my spirit to check on this friend, right? And it's not that she had reached out to me. It was, I was actually scrolling social media and I saw that she had liked a picture and I was about to like the same picture. And when I saw her name, it was like a light bulb that went off in my head. I was like, wow, we haven't talked in a couple weeks. I need to reach out. I need to check on her. And um, I just kept on scrolling. You know, it was a thought. It was there, but it was fleeting. So I kept scrolling, went through all my day, got a little more distracted. But then she came back on my mind heavy, y'all. Like, in my mind and in my spirit, heavy. And at this point, the thoughts that I was having were in reference to me supporting her. And I started to wonder, have I supported her enough? Was I there for her enough, you know, through different times? Like she was there for me. Do I need to reach out to her and see if she still needs me, if she needs help with anything? It was kind of an, a thought that I thought came out of nowhere. But of course, as I'll go through and finish the story, you'll see that it it all had a purpose. So at this time, I'm just wondering about if I'm supporting her enough, if I'm being a good enough friend to her. And I'm like, I need to reach out and call her right now and check on her. But I look at the time and it's a little bit late in the evening. 
So I was like, huh, I know normally when I think about people, it's for a reason. But this time, maybe it's not that. Maybe I'm just thinking too deep. I'll just reach out to her tomorrow. So I go to bed. The next morning I wake up, I have a text message from that very friend. The text message is her telling me that she lost her father. I instantly pick up the phone and I call her and she proceeds to tell me that she lost him the evening before. So the precise moment that she was heavy in my spirit, that I was wondering if I was supporting her enough. You know, I'm thinking this thought came from nowhere, but it was an urging from God, like reach out, she needs you, she needs your support. But I let that thought pass me by. I let myself get distracted by scrolling, get distracted by going to sleep. And I missed that opportunity to be there for my friend in the very hour that she needed me. I missed that opportunity to be proactive rather than reactive because she's always my rock and she's always so strong that I doubted that she would even need me. And it turns out it was a time that she needed me the most. Now, it's not to say that she was disappointed in me. Of course, when I spoke to her and gave her my condolences, they were from the bottom of my heart. And I am committed fully to being there for her through this process because I understand that grief is a process. It's not something that gets better with time, regardless of the the old saying. Grief is a process, a continuous process. So... I am going to be there for her 100% every step of the way, but it's just a testament again to the fact that when you have strong friends, if they come across your mind, it's for a reason. Listen to your gut, listen to those cues and reach out because you never know what somebody is going through and they may absolutely need you and what you can provide for them in that moment may be the very thing that could save them from going over the edge. So I say all that to say we've got responsibilities, right? We've got responsibilities as being the friend of a strong friend and as being the strong friend so that we can continue to have our relationships cultivated and flourishing and keep ourselves mentally sound and mentally fit. We always talk about being physically fit, but if the pandemic has taught me nothing else, if isolation has taught me nothing else, it's taught me the importance of being mentally fit. So the responsibility of the strong friend is to communicate, right? Even if you hate asking for help and you're so independent, you have got to open your mouth because closed mouths don't get fed. And as much as we would love for people to be able to read our minds, they don't. <laughs> so you have to open your mouth to communicate when something is going on with you. Don't be afraid of backlash or anything because if it's a friend who loves you and cares for you, even if you have to hear a little bit about it, they're going to be there for you, right? Put your pride aside. Swallow that pride. Swallow that pride. It's okay to be in a position of needing help. And when you bounce back and you get back up again, you'll be able to continue to reciprocate as you always have. And be transparent. Be open. You don't have to put up a mask or a front for your friends. 
They are there for you for a reason. They love you. They want to support you. They want to be there for you. So be yourself and tell the totality of the situation, right? Because I can only help you with what I know. And if you only let me know a little bit and you omit something huge, then I am not effective in how I can help you and how I can provide you with resources because I don't know the fullness of what's going on. Now I want you to know the responsibility of being a friend to a strong friend. Strong friends, as I talked about, can be a little prideful. So you have to learn to read between the lines. When they say, I'm fine, sometimes you have to press them a little harder (laughs) because a lot of people know that even in relationships, when a woman says, I'm fine, she ain't fine, (laughs) y'all. She's actually the furthest thing from fine. So make sure that you read between the lines when you are checking on your strong friend and they're responding to you. If the answer seems too short or the tone isn't right, you may want to dig a little deeper. Also, acknowledge changes in the behavior of the of the strong friend. If you notice that your strong friend, you know, normally has this pattern and they do things this way and then all of a sudden something switches up. A lot of times it can be nothing. It can be just them elevating in their life. But sometimes that switch up is an indicator that something is not quite right. So you want to be mindful of changes in behavior. Take initiative. Sometimes they're not always going to ask you for help. So sometimes you need to offer. Reach out. Hey, is there anything I can do for you today? You know, is there anything that you need? I would absolutely love to, you know, take something off your plate. Just let me know anything I can do. Take that initiative because it allows them to be able to receive help and keep their dignity intact. And for a lot of strong friends, that's important. So make sure to take initiative. And lastly, um, when you're being a friend to a strong friend, be non-judgmental. That is the number one reason why I did not reach out to my friends as soon as I needed them is because I was afraid of judgment. So just try to put that I told you so in your pocket, put it to the side for just a minute and be open and non-biased to hearing what is going on with your friend. And I promise you that will make things so much better in the long run and they'll come to you a lot quicker when other situations arise. Now, after hearing all that, I understand that some of you out there are those type of people that don't necessarily have your tribe just yet. You know, you may have been independent your whole life. Your family really doesn't understand you. You're that black sheep or you're that creative. You're different. And you really haven't encountered your strong friends or your um, go-to people just yet. You are one of one. You are the strong friend and you have to look out for you. Well, I haven't forgotten about you. I have some ways that you can take care of yourself as well so that you can keep yourself intact. And this is not my list. I want to make sure to put that disclaimer out there. Um, This is something, again, that the legendary JP, I'm going to keep calling her that, y'all, because she is. um, She sent this over to me and I thought it was so awesome. And it's just called How to Take Care of Yourself When You're the Strong One. Number one, religiously practice self-care. Self-care is not selfish. It's a necessity. Like we talked about earlier, you cannot pour from an empty vessel. You have to make sure that you are good 
in order for you to be effective in helping anyone else. You cannot help anyone else until you help yourself first. And uh, the ladies of Cape Soft and I, Avery and Nikki, what we talked about was the analogy with when you're on the airplane and they talk to you about the safety measures on the plane and the different things that you need to do in case of an emergency. And the first thing they tell you about the oxygen mask is that when it drops down, secure your mask first before you help anyone next to you. And the reason being is what good is it gonna do if you run out of breath or you pass out trying to help somebody else put their mask on? That's not effective. So you wanna secure your mask first and then secure the mask of the person next to you. And so that's what self-care is. Self-care is just loving on yourself so that you can effectively help the person next to you. Because I don't know about y'all, but if I don't get my self-care in, I'm kind of grumpy. <laughs> I may not have the strength or the will to help anybody else. So for some people, it's taking a bath, lighting a candle, listening to your favorite music, reading a book. And for some people, it's just literally finding 30 minutes of the day, putting that phone on Do Not Disturb, taking a nap or just getting some time to their self so whatever self-care means for you treat yourself in that moment go get yourself some ice cream what's that five bucks ice cream makes me happy i don't know about you so find whatever it is that makes you happy and take care of you the second tip for how to take care of yourself when you are the strong one is as i just said have a designated time to turn your phone off do not disturb is your strong friend <laughs> it, is, it is your friend I actually and this is so bad y'all because I'm a I'm a mother and a co-parent um, but I have to admit there are hours of the night where my phone is on do not disturb because I want to have an alarm clock wake me up I don't want Instagram and Facebook notifications to wake me up um, so uh, that actually is something to all my friends who are watching. If you guys message me early in the morning, that's probably why I don't get it right away. But when I do get it, I'll let you know and I'll get back to you. <laughs> but yes, turning that phone off because the devices are so distracting. We don't think they are, but they are. I went on a phone fast before. And when I tell you I was able to get so much done, it was ridiculous. It was almost embarrassing how much I was able to get done when I put that phone away, when I erased those social media apps off my phone. So make sure that you designate a time to indulge in just being to yourself, enjoying your family, enjoying your loved ones without the devices. And I think the pandemic has forced us into that, forced us into having priorities, getting back to the basics of family being first. The third tip is to meditate daily, right? And when I say meditate, that means whatever you believe in. I believe in God, the most high. That is no secret. I'm unapologetic about that. However, I'm aware that certain people have different beliefs. Some people are connected to the universe. Some people worship God as Allah. Um, some people are Jehovah's Witnesses. You know, people have different forms of faith, right? So whatever higher power you believe in, even if it's Buddha, you know, whatever higher power you worship, you pray to, take some time out of your day to meditate. And I know a lot of people, um, you know, in the church crowd may 
be like, well, no, 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 you should be, you know, a witness right now and, and bringing people to your faith. And trust me, when the opportunity presents itself, I absolutely will do that. But for now, when I'm talking about self-care and immediate help, I want you to meditate to whoever you feel comfortable connecting to. Because it's more important for me that you are alive and you are thriving before it is for me to impress my beliefs upon you. I want you to be good no matter who you are, no matter where you are. And my hopes are that, you know, this podcast will reach people internationally. So I want you to feel comfortable listening to me and listening to it regardless of where you are and what your faith is. So meditate daily. For me, meditation is um, I pull up YouTube and I type in prophetic music and there are lots of strings and chords that I listen to and I just close my eyes and I tap in. And that's how I do it. But meditation is custom, right? So it's whatever relaxes you. So do what relaxes you and takes you to a place of escape for just a moment and that helps you find your center the next tip is number four be clear about the ways that you're willing to help others this is so important this is talking about having boundaries and this is talking about not being afraid to say no You need to be clear on what you are willing to do. What are my boundaries? How do I feel comfortable helping? How much do I feel comfortable loaning out without the possibility of getting back so that my household isn't disturbed and so that I'm not upset with people? What lengths am I willing to go to? How much of my time am I willing to give? You need to know those things in advance. So that you can let people know upfront right away, I'm sorry, I cannot accommodate. However, if you would do A, B, C, and D, you know what I mean? It's so that you can avoid conflict or disappointment for either party down the line. Because if I overpromise to you something that I'm not willing to do just because I want to make you happy, in the end, I'm going to be miserable. And then I'm going to hold it all in until the time point that I can't hold it anymore. And I'm going to unleash on you. And then we're going to have a problem in our relationship. And that's not what we want. We want our friendships to be strong. So be clear on what you're willing to do for others. That way you already know ahead of time. You can set those boundaries and stick to them. It is okay to say no. There is power in saying no. The next tip, number five, is to start being more vulnerable in your relationships so that people know that you need help too. And we talked about that, right? We talked about how that strong friend needs to let that pride go, communicate. And being more vulnerable is just putting yourself in a position where you could possibly get an unfavorable result back, but it's like you're stepping out on faith in the friendship. So just be open, be transparent, and soften up a little bit and and let people know when you're upset and when you're overburdened and when you're overwhelmed. Don't just suck it up. Let people know because when they know, then they can be more mindful. So that's what I want you to keep in mind. 
The next tip is explore the reasons why people may see you as the strong one. Take a self-evaluation. What is it that I'm doing? What is it that I am projecting into the world that has people putting me on this strong friend pedestal? Is it because I'm the only one who has my finances together, so I'm the only one that if somebody reaches out to me to loan money from, I'm the only one that has it, or I'm the only one that'll give it to them without putting them through a lot of red tape? Is it because I'm the one that I can drop everything at the you know drop of a dime and race over to where they are to be there for them in a pinch? Is it because I'm the only one who's an active listener that people can feel comfortable venting to me and they won't feel judged or they won't feel as though um, they're not being listened to? What are the reasons that you are the strong friend, right? Take a self-evaluation and find out those reasons. Being the strong friend is not a bad thing. It's just about coming back to that other tip that we said about knowing your boundaries, So once you take that self-evaluation of why you're the strong friend, know your boundaries and what it's going to take for you to be able to operate in that role effectively without having total burnout. And the last tip, but definitely not the least of them, is find support so that you're not so overwhelmed by other people's problems. Find your tribe. Find those people that you can trust, that you can give your most vulnerable self to, and it's safe with them. They're not going to run and tell your business. They're not going to judge you. They're not going to make you feel less than. You can be your complete whole self with them, and you can unleash and vent and confide in them so that it gives you more space to receive that heaviness from other people. Because I'm an empath, so I understand. I take on other people's feelings. I take on other people's emotions. And that can get very heavy, right? But the reason why I'm able to do it effectively is because when it gets heavy for me, I know that I can call Marcy. I can call Brittany. I can call Deidre. You know, I can call Ella. And I can let go some of my personal things onto them, which allows me more space to be a safety vault for what other people have brought to me. Now, let me say that more clearly so that you understand. I don't unload on my tribe what other people have unloaded on me. No. What other people unload on me, whether it's friends, relatives, my mentee, that's a vault. That's lock and key. That's safe. I'm not giving other people what they've given me. When they tell me something, that stays with me, unless they specify otherwise. But what I'm doing is, when I'm getting things from other people that kind of weigh my spirit down because I'm hurting along with them and I'm praying along with them and believing along with them, then I go into my personal space where I've been holding those things that Lauren is troubled by and Lauren is needing to vent about and I let those go on the people that I trust and that frees up space for me to receive from other people so that's it guys in a nutshell we've talked about the whole purpose of this podcast we've talked about who is the strong friend 
the responsibility of the strong friend, the responsibility of the friend to the strong friend, and what you can do if you are your own strong friend. We've hit all the bases. And I want to implore upon you to remember that this is not just in the case of friends. So keep in mind when you have your relationship with your mom, with your siblings, with your kids, with your spouse, if they or you are the strong one in those relationships, utilize these same tips, create these same boundaries, because all it does is makes a harmonious, honest relationship for all. There's so many fake things going on in the world, y'all. We don't want to have to be fake when we come into our safe spaces with our loved ones. That's where we want to be able to take off the mask and just relax and be ourselves. But this is such a huge and heavy subject, so we're going to dissect it even more. I mean, I've even uh, done a poll where I've spoken to black men about who they felt comfortable venting to, and the answer just wasn't <laughs> what I expected. So there are so many roads that we're going to go down um, with this topic and different episodes that we're going to create from this topic, but we had to give you guys the foundation first. Don't forget to reach out to me um, on Instagram. Check on your strong friends all together. You can reach out to me there. You can reach me on Facebook, Lauren Spearman. Or you can even email me at lauren at bouncebackadvocate.com. So either one of those ways, you can reach out to me, slide in my DM. Let me know how you're doing personally. Let me know how you felt about this episode, how you feel about the podcast, what you want to hear more of what you need advice on, questions you have, because I want to become your modern day Dear Abby, y'all. I want to have some episodes where we talk about your issues and your situations, and I want to help you talk through them. I want to help you navigate your journey, because guess what? This podcast is the friend that everyone needs, and I want to make sure that you understand that it is for you. It's your podcast, so your input is valued and necessary. Thank you so much for your time. This has been Lauren Spearman, and I can't wait to hear from you soon. But don't forget, check on your strong friends. They need you, and I need you. So be well until next time. Bye.